We all know that the Missouri game was a big win, but how big was it? And is storming the field okay in a game like Saturday's against the Tigers? All of this and more on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, this is your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for making Locked On Boston College your first listen of the day when you open your podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about storming the field. We're going to talk a little bit about the importance of this win, and we'll get into all the news. So let's check in with the news first. On Monday, Boston College wide, uh, sorry, running back Pat Garwo Jr., or the third, excuse me, and Brandon Sebastian were named ACC Players of the Week. Now, if you're not familiar with this, the ACC, they give a um, award to each positional player that uh, wins their award. And for BC, Pat Garwo ran for 175 yards and two touchdowns against Missouri. That's going to win it for him. And Brandon Sebastian had that game-winning interception. So both kind of no... Made a lot of sense that both of those guys would win. Uh, for me, I have to continue on my um, my apologies tour for Pat Garwo because I, again, was completely wrong. I Just if you haven't listened, go back. You can find the summer previews where I said he probably wouldn't play a big role in this team because they're going to go with more like an Alex Singfield or Travis Levy, and I was wrong. Pat Garwo is going to be a major contributor to this offense. Obviously, he has been for the last two weeks, but he's so integral because of the injury to Phil Dracovic. They need a uh, go-to guy, and it's Garwo right now. So congratulations to Pat Garwo third and Brandon Sebastian, he said after the game that that was the big, biggest, best play he's ever made in college football. Um, Jeff Halfley agreed, and that this was a bigger play against um, uh, Mizzou than the Clemson uh, fumble last year because the Clemson fumble was just kind of a fluke, right? Um, Travis Etienne last year just kind of flubbed the ball and landed right in Sebastian's lap. This was a skill play. He got up there, made the play. It was a big play for Brandon Sebastian. So we'll get into the the, the overall picture of this game um, in terms of the excitement of it in our second and third segment. But let's also talk a little bit about the spread of this upcoming game against Clemson, which kind of shocked me. Now, I expected Boston College to be an underdog going into this game, but I thought maybe 10 points would be it. I've seen the spread for Saturday's game on betonline.ag or SI Sportsbook at 16. 16 points for a Clemson team that is struggling to score. DJ Uyagulale can't get things going. Tony Elliott, everyone's questioning now as their offensive coordinator. There are injuries all over the place on defense. I mean, James Skalski sounds like he's going to be back, but Brian Breesey is out. Uh, Tyler Davis is out. Will Shipley, their running back, is out. So Clemson... Clemson is a hurting unit right now, and they're a group that looks like they're primed to be hit. Now, we'll talk later this week about whether this is going to actually happen or not, because remember, this is still Clemson. Clemson can get hit with the injury bug, and they can replace five stars with four stars. So they're not like a team that's going to be like, oh, no, we're going to have to put in you know, walk-ons and things like that. They're still going to be a good team. So when I start, when I heard 16 points, though, I was like, man, Boston College is playing the best football they have all year. Clemson's playing the worst. 16 points seems like a lot for this game. I mean, Boston College, they, they the way they're playing power offense, they're trying to drag these games out and not allow anyone to get a huge lead. So 
If I was a betting man, this seems like easy money. Now, in terms of the top 25, that was the other piece of news. There's so much news about these this last couple of days I wanted to get into you, with you all, and I'm glad we get a chance to on our Tuesday show of Locked On Boston College. It's Tuesday, uh, sorry, on Sunday, the top 25 came out in Boston College, wait for it, didn't get in. Which is not a huge surprise because still they've only beaten a 2-2 two and two Mizzou team. They beat Temple, um, UMass, and Colgate. Not really big wins. But, you know, the I feel like they're building up something here. And, you know, it stinks that they didn't get top 25. But for a program like Boston College, you ask the question, you have to ask the question, did they beat anyone? And they haven't beaten anyone yet. They And that is where this Clemson game will come in. Because if Boston College beats Clemson, I'm sure they're still going to say Clemson was a down team. But they're going to get in. That will get them in because Clemson is a top 25 team still. They're 2-2, two and two, but the, you know when you play Georgia, Georgia Tech, and North Carolina State, you're playing some decent teams. Not saying great. Georgia is obviously great. Georgia Tech is playing much better. But you're playing better than Temple, UMass, and Colgate. So Clemson gets the benefit of the doubt. They've been to the playoffs. They have that tradition. So Boston College, they're going to have to win this game. They're going to have to beat Clemson if they want to be ranked. We thought going into the season, one of my predictions was they beat Mizzou, they'll be ranked. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So I'm wrong on that one. I was wrong on Phil Dracovic too, but I didn't know he was going to break his hand before uh, the uh, the real meat of the season started. Also, I was wrong on Pat Garwo. Man, if you started a, a coin jar of every time AJ was wrong during his preseason predictions, you could put a lot of money in there. Um I've been right on a lot of things though, so we'll check out some other some of those later on in the in the year. Maybe during our off week, you can see where I was actually correct and where I wasn't making a mistake. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the importance of Saturday's game against Missouri and what it means to the program because this was a a defining win that I think still needs to be talked about a little bit more. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Locked On ACC. Have you do you like our podcast? If this is your first listen to in the morning, your second listen to should be Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper. She has a great um, lineup of co-hosts throughout the week, including yours truly, who comes on on Wednesdays. We talk everything ACC, from power rankings to big matchups to previews. If you like ACC football, you have to check out Locked On ACC wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Now, Prize Picks is a leader in college for spit. Sports Daily Fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might never even have heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yards to touchdown and even interceptions thrown. And right now, if you go to Prize Picks and you make a deposit up to $100, they're going to match your deposit up to $100 when you use promo code Locked on. You just pick two to five players and the over and under on projections and you can win up to 10 times on an entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. And they even allow you to do mixed sports. So you could put money on, you could put a, a, a bet on um, Dennis Grossell and you could put one on um, Aaron Judge hitting a home run. It's that easy. All you have to do, you can go to the website, you can go to the app, Google Play or the App Store. They can make that decision in less than 60 seconds. And it is safe and easy to use when you use promo code Locked On. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, let's talk a little bit about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving auto customers for the last 20 years. Why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on car parts when you can go to Rock Auto and save today? Rock Auto is super easy to use. You just go in, put your make and model in, and then boom, they'll put out everything that they have, whether it's tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is Locked on Boston College. Thank you for making us your first listen every morning to hear about your Boston College Eagles. I am your host, AJ Black. I am also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Check out my work there. I am so pumped today. We're continuing our talk about one of Boston College's biggest wins in the last 20 years. A win over an SEC opponent, the Missouri Tigers. A good team with a good quarterback and well-coached by Eli Drinkowitz. BC goes in, they win 41-34, and they leave up for their their record, excuse me, is now 4-0. So how big of a win was this for Boston College? Now, you can look back over the Steve Adazio years. You can look back to even the first year of Jeff Halfley, and you could probably find one game, maybe two, that could match the, the intensity and the um, importance of this win, and that was the win against... The University of South Carolina, South Carolina, yes, Southern California, excuse me, in 2014. Now, if you're a Boston College fan, I don't need to tell you at all about this game. You knew how big it was, how rocking Alumni Stadium was on that first red bandana game. It was against a ranked opponent. It was their top 10 team. It was enormous for the future of this program. You just thought you saw what was going to happen. Now, and the the electricity in that stadium was out of this world. It was one of the best wins BC has ever had, um, at least in, in modern, before 2007, excuse me. I should say post-Matt Ryan years. That was the biggest win. In 2013, there were some nice wins in there, too. NC State was a big win. That was when BC went from going 2-10 and 10 the year before with Frank Spaziani to actually being bowl eligible. Now, at that point, it seemed great. You know, BC 7-5, and five, wow, what a turnaround. And then we realized that that's kind of what Steve Adazio does, and that's kind of where he tops out as a coach. So, you, you, you know, hindsight is a little 50-50 on that win because that one at the time seemed huge. I remember storming the field for that when I was right out of grad school. Uh, that was a big win for BC. Now, where does Mizzou land? I think there's another win that Boston College had that this kind of lines up with, and it's another Steve Adazio win, and that was the win against Miami, and I think it was 2017. It was a red bandana game. It was a Friday night game at home against a pretty good Miami team. They were ranked when they uh, by the coaches' poll, I believe it was, uh, at the time of that game. I thought that was a good win. And I think Saturday's was a good win. Now, Saturday's game had a whole bunch of other pieces that I think put it just a little above it, being that this was the first real home game for Boston College other than Colgate. This was sold out for the first time since 2018. This was an SEC opponent that had been talking trash, that this happened without Phil Dracovic. There were all these little factors going into it, and a coach that people get behind. Because as much as Steve Adazio did a nice job at to start off his career, getting BC back on the map, you know, not the joke of all the, all college football, he never was able to um, really connect with the fans like Jeff Halfley has in just a year. Jeff Halfley has a genuineness to him that fans are connecting to, and I think that's something Adazio never had. So you have all of these forces go together in a game, yes, Mizzou's 2-2, two two. yes, Mizzou is at the bottom of the uh, SEC at times, you know, but they're not a bad program. So you get this win. You and I think that is why, you know, it you beat a team that you haven't beaten before, you win some, uh, an SEC school again first time since 2001. It feels special. 
It just feels special. And, you know, college fans around the country, they can look at us and mock us because we storm the field, and we'll get into this in the last segment with Mitch. But what happens with a game like this, Boston College, it just felt like it was a release. It was just, it was cathartic for Boston College fans to win this game. It was cathartic for the players who have been through so much crap, who hadn't gotten a chance to play in front of fans for an entire season in 2020 because of COVID. All of these things come together in a win that just felt special. It just felt special. And all those factors put together, who cares what the record was of Mizzou? It just, it meant a lot for this program to win this. And you know what? There could be bigger wins coming up just this year for Boston College. It could be Virginia Tech. It could be NC State. It could be Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 4-0 and and playing really well. All of these games are at home. And so maybe Boston College has another big moment against one of those schools. But for now, right where we're at, Boston College has shown that they are a team that is on the rise, that are doing the things the right way, and it's resonating with everyone, from the recruits to the players to the fans. And that's why Saturday's game was a big deal. It, it really kind of culminated all the things that Jeff Halfley's talked about, with you know the love of his team, the way that they play together, the way that they're resilient, the way that they figure things out, his coaching style. All of that comes together in a, just a big bucket for them to win and play well. And for that, it was a great game. And I'm not going to ever poo-poo anyone who says this wasn't one of the biggest wins in the last 10 years for Boston College. In a moment, we'll talk about why storming the field was a good a good idea for fans and why Mitch might not be the biggest fan of it, but he comes around to it. And in a moment, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we do that, it's football season, folks. And Bet Online is the place to go as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up when you use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Head on over to Bet Online to make all the bets. It's the easiest way to do it for all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. This is day number two. This is Tuesday. We're talking about Missouri and Boston College. Boston College is improved to 4-0 with their biggest win of the Jeff Halfley era over the Missouri Tigers. With me today, I got Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? Good. We're going to have a nice little debate segment for all of our you know, debate team people. I think they'll find the segment pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, so usually Mitch and I on Tuesdays, we talk quickly about other games and we make fun of UMass and UConn. But UConn actually played decently well against Wyoming. UMass got pasted by Coastal Carolina, which they're probably, who cares? They got pasted by Coastal Carolina. And Adazio, well, he kept it close against Iowa, and he can go have his moral victories. For uh, I'm sure he's having a party over in Fort Collins right now. Today, I want to talk about a, um, a topic that was a hot-button topic on Twitter, and I saw Barstool mocking Boston College fans for doing it, and it was for storming the field after Saturday's win. Now, Boston College wins, you know, Brandon Sebastian gets the, the uh, interception and then the fans go crazy. They all storm the field. Now, this is against the Missouri team that was two and one. They're now two and two. They're not ranked. They're not actually a very solid. They're not near the top of the SEC. And not so a regional every, rival, as uh, Eli Drinkwitz would say. 
Right. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz, who took his L back to um, to Missouri, he um, you know, he he kind of got this going. But what are your thoughts, Mitch? I'm going to let you go first and I'll, I'll debate you on this one. What are your thoughts on, on Storm in the field for this? OK, so I it's tough because I, I'm kind of in the middle on this one, as I am with most things, to be honest. Um, so I'm not very good, like hot take guy. But, you know, I think in this game, it was fine. And I, I think the biggest reason why I'm okay with it is because this is the one of the first games back with fans and it being a sellout crowd really helped. So I, I, I obviously wasn't at the game, but I had some friends were, and they said like, this was the most electric the stadium has been since uh, Clemson in 2018, when game day came to Chestnut Hill since the USC game in 2014, like it was a truly electric atmosphere. So and especially when a game goes to overtime, that just heightens it. So I think it's hard to like fight against that urge to storm the field. And I totally hear the arguments like Missouri's not a rival. They're not ranked. They weren't undefeated. You know, it's not like this clinched anything. Uh, I totally understand that. And, you know, I think Barstool's argument was that, you know, it admits your poverty program when you are storming the field for a relatively mediocre, meaningless win. But I think that just be, I think, again, I think the fans being back for one of the first games is the biggest reason why I'm okay with it because, you know, I get that this game doesn't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to poo poo a storming the field that much. All right, cool. I mean, you don't need to, because I am totally for it. I am. So a little history on me. So back in the day when I had season tickets, it was actually 2013 when Steve Adazio first took over. And they invited fans onto the field um, just for, um, I think it was the bowl, like the, their bowl eligibility game, like when the they, NC state game, NC yep. state game. I remember storming the field for that one. And then the USC game, I was there with my in-laws and, you know, we had tailgated. I was in good shape and that game ended. And my mother-in-law looked at me in the face and said, AJ, you're not going on the field. And I said, yes, I am. And then jumped over the barricade <laughs> and I grabbed my wife and dragged her over with me. So <laughs> I am very, very pro storming the field because I, you know what? You're a Boston college fan. Maybe we are poverty stricken and it's probably true a little bit right now. Maybe eventually we won't have to do it for everything, but how often does Boston college get these games where they can, you know, it, it, we had some, some, you know, it, it had a feel to it this week because it was an SEC game. It was Eli Drinkowitz mocking the state of Massachusetts. You know, it was the sellout. It was all of these things put together. And, and after COVID, it felt like a way for the fans to release because you couldn't, adjust, you couldn't do that against Colgate because mm-hmm. no one cares. Yeah. And <laughs> this one, it was different. And I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I know that, um, you know, that in these moments that like you want to, you only want to do it. If you beat like Clemson, you only want to do it if you beat a ranked team. But in this moment, it was, it was a moment where fans got to have a special time. And how many times have we heard BC fans stink? BC fans don't care. BC fans are pathetic. This was their chance to say, you're here. We're having a great time. We care about this program. We care about Jeff Halfley. We care about this team and boom, here we go. Yeah, I think that's the problem with a lot of like critics of this and specifically like BC critics is that you can't really have it both ways. Like, and, and I get like how you could kind of tie it to being like, oh, like this actually proves you're bad fans because you're storming the field for a, you know, meaningless win really. But 
I, I think it's hard to have both ways because like, like it, like we said, like it was a sellout crowd, the first sellout crowd since that Clemson game, like apparently it seemed like Missouri traveled pretty well. So props to them and their fans, you know, limited props, I guess, but you know, I, I it is hard for me to really poo poo it because, you know, I think I'm thinking of the other times they've done it. Like the USC game, obviously they stormed the field in 2017 when they walloped Florida state, which, you know, Florida state was obviously not good that year, but you know, it's a major powerhouse program. And it's, you know, it's a big win and it's on a red bandana game. And that kind of always gives you that uh, carte blanche to do it. So, you know, I, I, I hear the criticisms for it and I, I, I acknowledge that they're valid, but I'm also going to say, Hey, you know, storming the field is fun. I, I mean, I never got to do it because I was in band. So I always missed, I never probably will able to be able to do it. So I, I encourage anybody else to do it if, if they feel like it. Right. And you know, you got home games coming up against NC state who could be ranked. You beat them storm the field. If you beat Virginia Tech, it's a red bandana game. Storm the field. Honestly, if, if they do just make it a bit where they just do it after like every non-FCS win, then then it's like then I think it's even better because then it's like okay, this is just what we do. You know, it's it's Isn't what Clemson does. Um, well, I think well now BC is also just allowing their fans on the field after every game. Yeah. So I think that that's also part of it, but I don't think Clemson does that, especially not now, but but okay. yeah, like if, if they just make it like a bit, like oh just BC storms the game storms the field after every conference win you know then i think that that's kind of funny then yeah and I, I, again i'm all for fans having fun so fans out there i know you're all into this so have fun with that now i i'm a curious i've had fans reach out to me about whether there's going to be a game watch for the clemson game i will find out and i will tell you on the podcast if there's going to be a game watch on campus or anything like that for the clemson game check that out mitch where can people find you you can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Like I said yesterday, I am posting all my BC articles there uh, and also a lot of my other work covering the NFL, the NFL draft, and college football in general. All right. Thanks, Mitch. We'll, t- we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Boston College part of your daily routine, making this part of your listening schedule. We appreciate that. And if you don't already, challenge you. Make this part of your commute in the morning, in the afternoon. If you want some good Boston College content, we have it here. We have analysis. We have guests. We have interviews. We, we've had on five, four or five commitments, uh, the recruits that have committed to Boston College all, all in the last couple of weeks. So you want to check all of these out here at Lockdown Boston College. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockdownBC. You can find me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I'm also the editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. Check us out there. Thank you all. Stay safe everyone and have a good one.